Welcome to Lost in Revision. All of our content is public domain, literature, fairy tales, and folklore. Our goal is to at least break even to cover our expenses. So any support that you can offer to help us reach that goal helps keep this podcast going and you entertained. All of our music is by Nathan Hubble and is used with his permission. Thanks and enjoy the show. Chapter 3 The Old Gentleman Part 5 A good many people did look out at the station and were disappointed, for they saw nothing unusual. The old gentleman looked out, too, and at first he, too, saw nothing more unusual than the graveled platform and the sunshine and the wallflowers and forget-me-nots in the station borders. It was only just as the train was beginning to puff and pull itself together to start again that he saw Phyllis. She was quite out of breath with running. Oh, she said, I thought I'd missed you. My bootlaces would keep coming down, and I fell over them twice. Here, take it. She thrust a warm, dampish letter into his hand as the train moved. He leaned back in his corner and opened the letter. This is what he read. Dear Mr. We Do Not Know Your Name, Mother is ill, and the doctor says to give her the things at the end of the letter, but she says she can't afford it, and to get mutton for us, and she will have the broth. We do not know anybody here but you, because Father is away, and we do not know the address. Father will pay you, or if he has lost all his money or anything, Peter will pay you when he is a man. We promise it on our honor. I owe you for all the things Mother wants. Signed, Peter. Will you give the parcel to the station master because of us not knowing what train you come down by? Say it is for Peter that was sorry about the coals, and he will know all right. Roberta, Phyllis, Peter. Then came the list of things the doctor had ordered. The old gentleman read it through once, and his eyebrows went up. He read it twice and smiled a little. When he had read it thrice, he put it in his pocket and went on reading the times. At about six that evening, there was a knock at the back door. The three children rushed to open it, and there stood the friendly porter, who had told them so many interesting things about railways. He dumped down a big hamper on the kitchen flags. Old gent, he said. He asked me to fetch it up straight away. Thank you very much, said Peter. And then, as the porter lingered, he added, I'm most awfully sorry I haven't got tuppence to give you like father does, but... Eh, drop it if you please, said the porter indignantly. I wasn't thinking about no tuppences. I only wanted to say I was sorry your mamma wasn't so well, and to ask how she finds herself this evening. I fetched her along a bit of sweet briar, very sweet to smell it is. Tuppence indeed, said he, and produced a bunch of sweet briar from his hat. Just like a conjurer, as Phyllis remarked afterwards. Thank you very much, said Peter, and I beg your pardon about the tuppence. No offence said the porter, untruly but politely, and went away. Then the children undid the hamper. First there was straw, and then there were fine shavings, and then came all the things they had asked for, and plenty of them, and then a good many things they had not asked for, among others peaches and port wine and two chickens, a cardboard box of big red roses with long stalks, and a tall thin green bottle of lavender water, and three smaller fatter bottles of eau de cologne. There was a letter, too. Dear Roberta and Phyllis and Peter, it said, here are the things you want. Your mother will want to know where they come from. Tell her they were sent by a friend who heard she was ill. When she is well again, you must tell her all about it, of course, and if she says you ought not to have asked for the things, tell her that I say you were quite right, and that I hope she will forgive me for taking the liberty of allowing myself a very great pleasure. The letter was signed G.P., something that the children couldn't read. I think we were right, said Phyllis. Right? Of course we were right, said Bobby. All the same, said Peter, with his hands in his pockets, 
I don't exactly look forward to telling Mother the whole truth about it. We're not to do it till she's well, said Bobby. And when she's well, we shall be so happy we shan't mind a little fuss like that. Oh, just look at the roses. I must take them up to her. And the sweetbriar, said Phyllis, sniffing it loudly. Don't forget the sweetbriar. As if I should, said Roberta. Mother told me the other day there was a thick hedge of it at her mother's house when she was a little girl. Thanks for joining us today. Check us out on Patreon. You can help us meet our small goal of breaking even and covering our expenses. Your support helps pay for all of the things that podcasting requires and helps keep this show alive and growing. If you can't afford to support us financially, go give us a good review, subscribe or follow, and share with your friends and family. Feel free to fact check us and offer suggestions to make our show better for you. You can also send us an email at lostinrevisionpodcast at gmail.com. There's a lot more waiting for us all at the end of the road.